Show notes may be found in the show feedback thread on our Discord server. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of the Pantscast. Now, when I was a youngin', a very special episode of anything meant that they were going to try to learn us something about something we already knew. Uh, and that may be the case here, but more likely I just got to get a thing off my brain mind. And maybe, just maybe, I, I have become comfortably, no, not comfortably numb. Maybe, maybe I have become just a bit optimistic, where before there was only disappointment and regret. Yes, guys, that's right. Zampira started doing it on the paper. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ones and twos, or just... <laughs> Both. Wow. Maybe maybe even a three. Hmm. Previously <laughs> undiscovered. I... Now, now I just made it. Now I just made it icky. <laughs> Love you, Zamp. I don't think Zamp ever listens to the show. Um, some, maybe, maybe I hope he doesn't. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I have really bad allergies, and I am Marshall Applegleep. Yes, he is Saurian Long Pork Skull Cereal Bowl Sourwind. How'd you like that? Yeah. Uh, other he is Lord Pizza Rolls Shall Hereforth Belong to Their Own Food Group Vendus. And last but not least, drawing a bead on the lordly noggin from half a click out, still remembering that it's poor form to snipe a guy during a declared pizza roll break. He's evil. He's Joe. He's evil Joe. Welcome to the show, Joe. What do you know? Thanks for joining us this evening. And now, please, to be sharing with the listeners, how is it we all know each other? Star Citizen. <laughs> okay. Now, that that is the answer. That is the answer. Um, but do uh, feel free to elaborate, um, you know, when, the where, um, you know, who your uh, your favorite podcast host is. You know, little things like that. Well, I found PDWS, I think, like most people find it. Uh, you get drunk one night, you wake up in an alley in the morning, and then you, there's an MP3 <laughs> yes. player next to you, and you hear this beautiful voice that is mm-hmm. Jackson, I mean, Gleet. And <laughs> that's right. yeah, that's how I that's how I got in. I listened to it, and uh, when I'd be in the car, and yeah, and then started playing games with people, and and then cool. we played Star Citizen there for a while, and then a lot of other games, and then back to Star Citizen. Cool. Now, um, when when do you think that was? Do you do you have a, like a month and a year? Oh, I couldn't tell you a month. Probably three years ago. So twenty seventeen. Three years ago. Twenty seventeen. It was okay. definitely okay. pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, so three years ago, yeah. Um, so sometimes you were listening to, to to Versecast, yeah, because we stopped uh, we stopped doing Versecast at the end of 2017. So um, yeah, okay, so like three um, coming up on three years. Ago. Oh well, that's well, that's good. That's good. I you know I just like to ask because it's you know every once in a while you know you would hear from somebody when we were doing that show. 
Um, there was one person who wrote in one time and said, you know, I, I always look forward to your show every week because on Tuesdays when we normally release the show, I have to drive from some place um, outback Australia to some other place outback Australia. So I download the show and I usually it usually takes me about an hour and a half to get there. And so I just take you along for the ride. And I thought, wow, you know, that's, that's kind of cool that, you know, in <laughs> somewhere in Australia, um, you know, my vocal cords have done damage to the uh, environment such that uh, now they've closed all their borders. You see, you see what happens. You see, if you're not careful. Um, but anyway, yeah, cool. So uh, you found us through the show. You joined our group, and you've been playing uh, with guys. I know, I know, you've been around for a long time. So um, um, it's uh, it's very cool that we were able, we've been able to gather friends like you together. Uh, that you know are that stick around that we know that are going to be available to play games with because that's what uh, we like to do. So very good, very good, and it's good to have you on the show. Um, you could have also answered those guys with ships. That would have been an, accept- an acceptable answer as well. I think I just I did the acronym right. It was Army. Yeah, I think so. you did. I, th- I think you did. I think yeah. You did. Yeah. Just TDWS for me. That <laughs> it's always it's always the acronym to me. Wasn't that a Billy Joel song? No, okay. Um, And for those of you at home who have no idea what we're talking about, Those Guys with Ships is a Star Citizen organization. Our previous show, The Verse Cast, was primarily a Star Citizen podcast. And that show began in the summer of 2014, so almost it's coming up on six years ago now. And we released 200 episodes before uh, calling it quits. So we have uh, Star Citizen, as Joe said. Star Citizen is common in our history together. So um, so I would like to do a little bit of foreshadowing now, if I may. Uh, holiday live stream of 2014, uh, Chris said and Aaron agreed, the first installment of Squadron 42 would be released in 2015. Uh, three months, and I will, I will say, I will, I will qualify that by saying Aaron agreed in duress. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that holiday live stream, but Aaron did not want to say yes, but he, he eventually he did because he was, uh, where was he? He, I got, I think he was at Foundry 42. So he was, uh, they, they did it over, um, Skype and, um, and, uh, Chris said, you were going to have this out next year, right, Aaron? And Aaron's, I, I think so. <laughs> yeah, may, maybe. Maybe. Um, then three months later, in March of 2015, uh, Chris said uh, in a Polygon article, by the end of this year, backers will have everything they originally pledged for, plus a lot more. <laughs> so those those things didn't happen. Okay, I don't know if, you, if you guys don't remember, they didn't happen. Um, then it was Answer the Call 2016, and Chris said on a Gamers Nexus stream less than a week before CitizenCon LA that at the event we were going to be shown a vertical slice of Squadron 42, which many believed would be forthcoming in time for the rapidly approaching 2016 holiday. I remember talking to uh, folks. Uh, I was at that CitizenCon down in L.A., and uh, I remember talking to folks in line. And uh, everybody was, was, that was kind of the thing they were most important or most excited to see that day. And people thought, you know, do you think they could release it today? Do you think Squadron 42, you know, will get to um, 
you think maybe we'll get a free copy um, for you know coming to the um, to the the con today because the the con was one day. Well, I think they're all they're, they're still one day, but it was you know half a day really, and it was all in one big room. So that was I think that we all in our fertile little uh, nerd minds made up was a possibility. It didn't happen. Um, deck the halls, answer the call, fa la 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 la. Um, so of course, like I say, the vertical slice was canceled at the last minute. And I was sitting there in the second row, thank, uh, by, by the grace of the Adelita brothers, who waited in line like for hours and hours and hours. So uh, again, thank you guys for that. That was very cool. Um, I was right there in front of Chris when he responded to a call from the crowd asking for the vertical slice to be shown. And he just looked over his shoulder and he said, yeah, we're not going to be doing that today. And you could kind of feel the air come out of the room a little bit. It was, um, it was, it was kind of... Um, it was kind of a bummer. It was like the low point in a very cool day because I got to meet all these people um, that had never met in person before. Um, Mark um, Blackguard Mark flew out from uh, from Florida uh, to join us. Um, lots of people. I think he must have traveled the furthest. Um, uh, That's where I met Turd Ferguson um, in, in in the flesh, um, in the feces. <laughs> <laughs> for the first time and um so that was really cool um and so uh you know it was um it was it was a kind of a drag but uh the social aspect of the event made up for it you know tenfold so anyway moving on somewhere between episodes 186 and 187 of the verse cast during december of 2017 so that would have been the next year the annual CIG holiday live stream debacle happened. I don't know if you guys remember that, but they got they got down with like 45 minutes to go until airtime, and they canceled it. Um, they said we've got technical difficulties. We don't. We can't do it today. Um, we're going to try again tomorrow. And um, uh, that was that was when I pulled the plug on the Versecast being a Star Citizen podcast because um, that was just the latest in a series of miscues um and uh, that was kind of where i you know because i know a lot of people we had been talking in chat a lot of people were you know hey we're gonna we're gonna get together um in chat to watch together and um you know several people had taken a day off uh, from work to stay home and watch it and um it just they they waited far too long to punt on the thing and um it was it was not good. So uh, that was the, the point where I canceled my subscriptions, I, you know, my, um, you know, subscriber thing. Um, and, um, and I, but I also, I, at the time, I did say that I would continue to follow the game when it went into beta. I would load it up and see what there was to be seen. And that was, uh, that was about all I was willing to commit to anymore. Um, I had uh, the lack of progress and the abysmal communication had become too much for me. And I didn't want to do a negative Nancy show about the uh, about the game because I still love the community um, and it's um, I, I just didn't want to um, I, I, this is my hobby and I want to be happy it's not I, I don't you know <laughs> I bitch enough in my real life um, just ask Mrs. G uh, that uh, you know it doesn't make any sense for me to do it um, for fun um, so anyway I had run out of nice things to say about the project so uh, the time had come to switch gears Lately life with you has been unbearable All my faith in you has gone 
everything to make you happy I could do Now you got me hating things I used to love to do And it won't be long And I'll be hating you Okay, and... The Versecast show carried on for another 20-something episodes. We tried out different games and different show formats, and then, having reached the 200th episode, John Dot Pizza and I decided that the time had come to shut the show down for good. And that was April 17th, 2018. Just shy of four years. So, you know, a pretty good run for, by most measures, I would say, for podcasts. Um, now, I'm generally not a look-back and second-guess kind of guy. Uh, but I, all, I also would be lying if I didn't admit that it sucked to shut down the show. Um, Star Citizen had been a great dream to share with the friends we made. And the show, it was a lot of work. It was a lot. Of, I mean, I, I didn't play many games. I spent most of the time doing research and writing for the show. But it's fine. I loved it because it was helping to grow the org. I mean, we started off with three guys. It was me, John, and our friend Caleb. And we ended up with, I, I don't know if we ever broke 400, but we did, we did got, re, we did got really close. So, um, and most people, uh, like Joe said, uh, found us through the, um, uh, through the podcast. So um, I, it was worth it. Definitely worth it, but definitely bittersweet too. So then my boy CR, he did me a major solid. Yes. During a Reverse the Verse show in June of 2018, uh, Chris was taking questions from backers and in response to some fan question or a follow-up from Lando, Chris said, I'm over being blamed for being optimistic and over-promising. I'm not the best person at estimating my time or other people's time. I absolve myself of that. (laughs) And just stupefying tone deafness. And at that point, I just said, you know what? That's it. I, I'm out. No more regrets. I'm just done. So um, I, I, I was literally mouth open. Just I'm, I'm, I'm holding back really, really naughty words. I don't know if you can tell. Um, so what happened next, you ask? Well, the 201st episode of the first cast happened, of course. What? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because we just couldn't leave well enough alone. So Pizza and I got together one more time in January of 2019 to hand over the Those Guys With Ships hangar keys to its current guy in charge. Yes, that's right. You know him, you love him. Mr. Wolf Larson. Let's have a round for for, for Mr. Larson. I, I what were you thinking? I don't think my class come through, unfortunately. <laughs> You know that's right. That that's sort of the downside of the RTX. I'll just I'll just like double up my my clap track my clap track clap track. Wrong game. But for, no, really though. What were you thinking? Catch a ride. <laughs> I know. Um, so uh, yeah, what were you? I, I know. 
I know it's, um, but anyway, that's, that happened. And that really was, uh, that really was it. Um, and it was gone and there was nothing we could do about it. So it was like a Scorsese film. Um, and that was until the next month, of course, when the first episode of pants cast went, went, went up. Yes. Yes, it did. And, uh, this has been a different kind of show. Uh, Sorian has been here from the very beginning with me. And I thank you very much for that. Hello. Um, and, uh, it's more loosey goosey. It's a more fun time podcast, which is definitely what I wanted to be doing rather than the negative Nancy stuff. Um, it's less of a focused fanboy show, and um, all I know is that I'm having fun with it. Uh, how about you guys? Um, uh, Joe, you probably haven't. You're, uh, you're only about 10 minutes in, so it might be a bit premature for you to have an opinion. But uh, Sorian, Venice, you guys having a good time? I enjoy this. <laughs> Did I do good, Cleep? I don't know. I don't know how to follow that. Okay, it's like a POW reading from a script. <laughs> okay. No, you need you need to hold the newspaper so that we can read the date. Okay, let me flip it around. That's my bad. Vendus, are you having fun? I approve this message. Uh, I'll take that as a yes. All right. <laughs> so here on the Pants Cast, we do still check in on the Star Citizen from time to time, uh, usually around significant events like Citizen Con or the week that CIG just had. Wah, wah, we fucking wah. All right. So we're going to talk about that. Um, but to begin, let's accept as given that overall backer contentment, as demonstrated by the Spectrum forums and the Star Citizen subreddit, has been somewhat less recently. And I got Richard fingers there. Uh, less contentment, less positivity. Um, you know, it's just uh, we don't want to have to to dig in and try to um, to demonstrate that that's the case. So, so for those of you playing uh, the home game, just let's just go ahead and just say that that there has been a downward trend. Um, kind of, you know, just sort of like the unemployment number. You know, it kind of went from, what, 2% down to 45. <laughs> so maybe not that big of a drop, but it definitely has uh, been on a downward uh, trajectory. So in March of this year, uh, CIG discontinued the Squadron 42 roadmap, um, if only temporarily. Now, their stated plan was to create a new and improved roadmap, which would better communicate the progress being made on the project. But in the meantime, and I am quoting here, with immediate effect, we will incorporate more Squadron 42 content into our regular sprint reports on ISC. Um, and I believe that's inside. Is that inside Star Citizen? Is that what ISC stands for? Anybody sure. know? Okay. Calling all devs. What does that stand for? Oh, calling all devs. Um, AMAs. Those are ask me any things. I know that. Um, and more. So in addition to the scheduled content, such as the monthly report, we are looking forward to, and I'm still quoting here, providing regular video check-ins with Brian Chambers and a variety of members of the Squadron 42 team. Now, it is my understanding that except for the continuing monthly reports, none of these things have happened. Um, and so remember, this, this was back in March uh, that they uh, originally made. I think, I think it was early March, too. Um, <clears throat> so none of these things happened. And it's also kind of interesting. I was reminded on uh, Salty Mike. Anybody remember Salty Mike? 
Uh, he used to be Twerk 17, but he got growed up. And I think he, he got married last Thursday. So, you know, so, I, I doubt. Salty Mike does not listen to this show. Salty Mike, uh, putting out a vibe there. Um, uh, congratulations to you, sir. Um, he has an answer the call show uh, that he does. I think he does it weekly um, where uh, people call in uh, live to his YouTube show um, and uh, uh, they discuss things. And so on his show this morning, uh, he reminded me that um, Tyler, um, Tyler Whitkin, uh, Zylo, um, as he's known, the I believe he is the community manager, if I'm not mistaken, because Lando has moved on to do something else. I think he he does, um, I don't know if it's a marketing thing or what he does, but anyway, Tyler um, had Brian Chambers on one of the shows we had just mentioned um, just about the same time. Uh, it was, but I, well, I think it was actually a little bit later in the month, like it was either late March or early April. And uh, Tyler commented to Brian that he was looking forward to doing their regular check-in shows. And um, Brian seemed very surprised, like he had no idea that this was a thing. And he also did not look at all pleased about it. So um, I thought that that was kind of interesting to remember that. Um, so, yeah. um, Mike, thank you. Um, now, um, we talked on a recent Pantscast show about, or I don't know, actually on a couple of shows, about the Epic May event that uh, CIG had announced was coming, uh, I think uh, sometime near the end of April. Uh, they were going to uh, have an epic May for us, and there were going to be three major announcements, is all they would say when they teased it. Um, and so, and I'm pretty sure the epic was their word. Um, so, uh, the first one was to do with the Invictus Fleet Week celebration and the sales event that went along with it, where they just raised just ungodly amounts. I think they had for May, total for May, they had $15 million raised, I think, according to the funds tracker, but we're not going to go there today. Um, so that that came off, although the, um, the game sucked. I mean, I, th I think that was when May... I think that was when they finally had 3.9 settled down to where they thought it would work, but it was... The, the servers were offline for a couple of days, um, and there were, you know, just the usual stuff that you see all the memes about, you know, the bugs with, you know, the clipping, the people, you know, the people standing on tables in restaurants, you know, all that, all that stuff. So it was not, from that perspective, it was not a good experience, but eh, they made a lot of money. So I guess, you know, uh, from their perspective, it was okay. Now, the second thing, the sep second epic thing was to do with Theaters of War, or was supposed to do with Theaters of War. And instead of Epic, what we got was a low-effort and information-light AMA with Sean Tracy. Now, recall, if you will, from Last Citizen Con, uh, when Sean introduced tournaments of, or ter Theaters of War, not tournaments, um, that's the other game, um, which nobody asked for, by the way. Um, he said, quote, early next year, I want to get it out. So there's, there's no reason to hold this back, right? I mean, we want to really, we want to really, really get this thing out really, really quick. So I want to get it to you guys into, I want to get, get you guys into it early next year. And so we are now coming up on the midpoint of uh, Q3 and nothing. There's just, there, there's nothing about it. I, I think that it went to a PTU and uh, the, I did see a, a couple of leaks and obviously, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be fair when you, when you're seeing leak stuff because they're not showing the, the, the highlights they're showing, they're showing the lowlights. And, but there was just stuff that was so broken um, 
that uh, was getting out. So, um, and they're not saying they're not saying when it's coming out. So, um, that's uh, that's your second epic thing. And then the third epic thing was going to be something to do with Squadron Forty Two. Uh, which a lot of people did ask for, by the way. So um, that was kind of the thing that everyone, that was the, uh, the coupe de grass. That was what everyone wanted to know about, and we got nothing. Not even a mention that there wasn't going to be anything. Um, it just, they went, they went silent. And, uh, you know, we didn't even get Chris from the stage looking over his shoulder directly at me saying, yeah, we're not going to be doing that anymore. You know, so like deja vu, so thick, you could cut it with a Tavarin beak sharpener. That's thick. Dave. Available for nine ninety nine. Beak sharpener. <laughs> but that's not all. If you call now, um, so that was May. Um, then during June and most of July, very little communication came out of CIG for Squadron Forty Two, and no communication at all was given regarding if the game would hit its third quarter beta deadline, as was previously stated. So that's really what people want to know: is, is it going to hit beta? I mean, it was supposed to hit beta um, uh, Q2. They missed that, pushed it to Q3. I think they pushed it to Q3 last year. Um, is it going to hit beta, at, at, and when are we going to be able to play it? Um, so as each week passed with no more information, the responses in the forums to all the uh, the silence from CIG became more and more direct. And, you know, like people... Um, people didn't seem to care anymore about the card shuffling on the PTU road uh, roadmap, um, and they wanted to know Squadron Forty Two is it gonna is it is it gonna enter beta, and when can I play it? Um, you know, and I think it's kind of a confusing thing too, because you know, even way back in the day when they first start talking about Squadron Forty Two beta, I thought it's it's a single player campaign where the story is like really, you know, a, a thing. It's like so we're not gonna get access to people who back the game are not going to get access to the beta. I mean, so it's, it's like, it's kind of like, you know, I don't know if people realize that maybe they did, but I just, I thought, you know, wow, there's a, there's potentially a disappointment building up. That's going to explode and be messy. Um, but anyway, people upset. Um, and I absolutely do not blame people uh, for that because that's exactly where I was in the run-up to Alpha 3.0, which is where we were also in 2017, too, is that they would say next week's show is going to be all about gameplay, and then they would show no gameplay. They would just show interviews with devs, you know, um, uh, testing something, but not, you know, not actually playing a game. So that was, uh, that was a particular sticking point for me. But anyway, so uh, it was um, it was it was a whole bunch of nothing. But uh, however, however, Tyler Whitkin or whoever it is that writes his material disagrees. <laughs> but we'll get to that part in just a bit. Um, so Alpha three dot. Um, speaking of the PTU again, Alpha three dot ten due out June thirty first missed that deadline and appeared to be suffering from more of the usual bugs. Again, more of the stuff that makes for great blooper reels but not even uh, for passable gameplay. And I did check, um, did check again uh, this afternoon, and it is still not gone to live. And so basically what you have is a, is a buggy release candidate on the PTU um, that, um, you know, I think they opened it up to everybody, uh, but, you know, that doesn't make for a successful release. I mean, you've got, a, you know, um, um, a piece of, basically a piece of crap sitting on the PTU. Um, and so it's not... It's not a game, so it's. I, I, you just. I don't. I don't see how you. How you. How you chalk that up as a win. So anyway. So what is going on? 
you know, and so um, we uh, got a little timeline uh, exercise here. Um, let's see, it was going to start in July, July 29th, which would have been, I'm looking at the calendar here, last Wednesday. Uh, but I think actually need to go back a little bit further first to July 24th. And this is when a Redditor posted in the r slash star citizen subreddit so that's the that's the fanboy subreddit that's where the the nice people go um and the title of the post was four months ago cig promised more regular updates about squadron 42 and regular check-ins now that was that's perhaps um i don't go there a lot but i do i do check in from time to time and that is perhaps a saltier um uh, title than uh, is normal for that subreddit but um, the post immediately began to um, soak up some untapped feels from within that community. And um, there were a lot of, a lot of folks that were <clears throat> very much, yeah, this is, this is bullshit. And, uh, which I think was uh, Chris, this is bullshit. Um, and it, uh, it started to catch fire. So on Monday, so that would have been uh, three days later, the 27th, Massively OP published an article titled Star Citizen Fans Call on CIG to Post an Update on Squadron 42 Development Progress. That was a short blurb in which they referenced the Reddit post on the Star Citizen subreddit and mentioned the varying levels of exasperation at CIG's dragging feet um, and how that's reflected in the comments to the post. Um, I thought massively OP used to be a um, rather was you know on average positive about Star Citizen, but I could be mistaken on that. It's not a website I follow. Um, the next day, the twenty eighth July, uh, Kotaku Australia published uh, an article titled "Even Star Citizen Fans Are Getting Shitty About Squadron Forty Two. <laughs> Uh, so uh, leave it to the Aussies to, to just get right into the salt. And uh, in that article, they wrote, A thread on the official Star Citizen subreddit has been gaining a lot of steam over the last 72 hours. The main point of contention, a promise made by Star Citizen developers earlier this year to include more Squadron 42 content into their regular updates. Um, same, uh, so the same day that's on the 28th over on the YouTubes, uh, Inside Gaming uh, uploaded a report in which they rehashed the same Reddit post and the backer reactions to it. And they also got in their usual shots um, at CIG. They're not, they've for a long time, whenever time that CIG hits a uh, fundraising milestone, uh, they would usually um, they would usually do a report in which they um, uh, basically just said, what the hell are you people doing? Stop giving them money. Um, so, uh, not a, not, not a favorite of the, uh, the diehard, uh, fans of the game, uh, for sure. Um, but every once in a while, they're, 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 they're funny. They're funny people. Um, every once in a while, they have some stuff that I, that is, is entertaining to listen to off, off topic, but, um, and lots of other publishings and postings, I'm sure. But what I want to point out is the increased visibility outside the usual Star Citizen community channels. So this particular Reddit post received, and um, uh, and or the the, the I'm sorry, the um, the visibility it received, and how quickly it has appeared um, to gain steam. And it, it's still as of the the, the this morning, it is it's 94% upvoted, which I think is, is pretty amazing on in, in that channel in that Reddit or that subreddit. Um, and over uh, there's over 1,400 comments to it. So it's, um, it's definitely struck a nerve. Um, then, 
Someone in CIG senior management, I'm assuming, passed Tyler Whitkin the ball, which he kicked straight into the CIG's own goal. It was another profoundly tone-deaf, bordering on outright condescending post to the Spectrum Forum at 7.16 p.m. on Tuesday, July 28th. And its title was Squadron 42 and Roadmap Update. Now, did you guys... Um, I, I would, I would uh, be impressed if you read the whole thing, but er, did everybody at least get a chance to skim that article? The one that Tyler posted, yeah. Yeah, I read uh, it. Yeah, I read it a little bit. Okay, okay. Um, so um, there's no point in going through the entire thing. It's quite long, but... Uh, because, and it didn't really say anything um, beyond um, uh, there were a couple points of, uh, of uh, uh, particular sharp points that, that were made. Um, one being, we've certainly communicated the delays and the reasons for it and have even had Brian Chambers relay the news initially with our community managers repeating that message when the topic cropped up multiple times. Um, now, I don't, I don't follow Star Citizen near as close enough anymore um, uh, that I can really have a, an opinion about, about this last statement, but um, several people who do ha- have said that this is just a straight-up lie, that um, it's, it's either a lie or a fantasy or the delusions of a profoundly narcissistic brain-mind. But, well, actually, that last one is mine. I made that up. But, um, <laughs> yeah, they're just saying that's, that's not true. Um, and then there was the other thing, the, the big thing, um, the thing that blew up in Tyler's uh, face like Peepaw's homemade fireworks. Remember that, Soren? Remember those days? Boom. The Papa lost his thumb. Peepaw. <laughs> the new roadmap is something we hinted at in March, but because that is still very much in development, we can't share as much about it as I would like. Um, Notice the wording. Um, In the immediate future, we plan to deliver the following communications. Give an explanation of the goals of our new roadmap and what to expect from it. Show a rough mock-up of the proposed new roadmap. Share a work-in-progress version of the roadmap for at least one of our core teams. And then finally, transition to this new roadmap. So basically, what was introduced there was the... Roadmap for a roadmap. And, um, you know, exactly how far can they get away from talking about anything that backers care about or, you know, God help us, be able to actually play like a game. So the interwebs exploded. And um, and all those people who had commented the day before saying, you know, hey, there's uh, there's some growing tension here uh, amongst the uh, the fan base. They all replied, and then everybody else replied too, saying, "What the fuck are you? This is a roadmap for a roadmap that doesn't answer any questions." So, um, what, what do you what, what did you guys think about the article? What or that's not, I keep calling it an article. It was a post. What do you what do you guys think about that post? Why wasn't that information put out when you go to the main site and there's development roadmap? Why would because they just had a, a little blurb that went out that said absolutely nothing, and then mm-hmm. I was looking for this because we were talking about it before, and then here it's it's in a forum post and you get more information, and then two, they overproduce everything I think like mm-hmm. and, and and that's their fear like they said it before we got to get this stuff polished to, so it meets our standard to get out. Hey, just tell me I don't need flashy graphics and stuff. Just tell me 
in March with coming out, you know, March 2021, um, or, you know, <laughs> what's coming out next month? What can I expect? Or what are your blockers? You know, what's something that's holding you up? I, I don't need like mm -hmm. a convoluted um, web design. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Well, and they mentioned uh, I didn't didn't read it here, but they they mentioned in the the post too that they had because we were supposed to get a a video. Remember, we were supposed to get a video, and it was supposed to come out right about the time that the Star Wars Squadrons uh, thing dropped, the preview or whatever it was dropped, and all of a sudden it got canceled. And they claimed it was for editorial reasons that it got canceled. Um, and, um, which I, I still don't understand what that means, but, um, my suspicion was, is that Chris saw the squadrons thing and just said, I, I can't, I, what I got, I can't go up against that. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to be compared to that. So I got to let that breathe before I can put anything out. That's just my, my suspicion. Um, but they also, uh, had talked about, um, uh, the um, they had had a plan to do a um, sort of a lo-fi scrappy quick and scrappy update, but then they decided it didn't it didn't reach meet their standards. So, what kind of standards do you have for lo-fi and scrappy? You know, I, I just I don't I don't get it. And there's a lot of that. Well, we couldn't release because it didn't reach our high level of standards. It's like you know, at some point, it's kind of like the hell with your standards. I need some information. Is that what you were just saying? Is that what you meant? Is that what you yeah, meant? Yeah, yeah. It's well, I mean, it's such a BD focus that I don't feel like in the early days you felt like you were a backer. You kind of had like inside track. You had you were you were part of this community, and they were you know letting you in to see what the dev studio does now. And now it's so produced and polished. It's just like I don't feel like you know I'm part of that community anymore. Like I'm really I'm not angry because I've distanced myself from Star Citizen. Um, right. I think a lot of people might should. You know, if like the updates to me are just they're really I can't watch them. You know, like they're so long and they're they're just a lot of talking. And when you get down to it, it's like okay, so what's new? And, and that's what they're running up against right now. What is really new? Nothing. Yeah, that's that, that's that's kind of like kind of how I where I was at when I left too. Is I was like, you know, I'm stop stop shooting marketing materials at me. It's like I don't that doesn't do me any good. You know, and that's why I cancel my subscription to the uh, subscriber stuff is because. Subscription to the subscription to the because supposedly the all the the shows are funded out of the subscriber money. Um, I said you're not providing me anything. You're doing these these shows where you're basically just marketing at the next person to buy a ship. You're not talking to me. You're marketing to somebody else who isn't playing or isn't uh, hasn't invested yet. So um, yeah, I I, I I I get it. I, it's it's it's. It's um, style over substance, I guess. You know, it's not. It's just not. It's not satisfying anything. Um, uh, so, Sorian, you know, doing, you know, knowing the programming and the development the way that you do, does does any of this, you know, ring particularly foul, or is this just so much nothing there? It doesn't even really register. It doesn't make sense to me. And and like Joe mentioned before, um, the way they used to present things did make a lot of sense to me where you, you had a guy like he opened up his editor of code ran the game and he showed you like the demo scene that he was working with and that's the like level of mm -hmm. polish i'm kind of expecting out of those updates and it 
the kind mm -hmm. of thing that you should be showing to a project manager or producer or whoever is responsible for making sure that things are getting done and that progress is being made. And I think if they can just share that kind of mm -hmm. stuff with us, that would be fine. Um, but th then there should be some person, some sort of project manager holding people responsible, and that person should be able to give a solid update off the top of their head because they they should be beholden to someone else as well. I mean, it's typically you have a product owner. In this case, I guess that would be Chris. But there should be people on the ground mm -hmm. interacting with developers on a daily basis. So we don't even have to talk to developers necessarily to get a mm -hmm. inside look of what the project is is doing and how it's going. We, that that shouldn't we shouldn't have to talk to developers to even get that update. Right. There should be somebody. They back when I was in IT, we we called it the business manager. The business manager should be able to be called for a group. Should be able to be called to, um, uh, the meeting to a meeting of of upper management. And say, okay, what is your group working on, and you know where are you in your timelines? You know, and it's you know you don't have to be able to show them the code or explain. You just say, you know, this is where we've run into these problems and Gleep keeps showing up to work drunk. And so that's really a problem. And so, and then they, so then they fired me. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it, it's, it seems to me um, like they're, um, they're not being upfront, I guess, is that they're, they're trying to create stuff to, to put out, they're putting out marketing materials and calling it information, yeah. you know, is, is, I guess, the bottom line. Uh, Vendus, what, um, what are the top 10 things in that article that really pissed you off? Go. Uh, the article itself. Which one? Um, the article itself. That's two. No, I just, the fact that the article was a whole bunch of, we're planning on getting you something, maybe in a few weeks. Which in the history of Star System, yeah. every time they say probably in the next few weeks, that usually means probably in the next few months. And then you'll get a, oh, give us a month, which usually means a year. <laughs> right. I mean, at the end of the right. day, it, it's just a whole lot of nothing. There, there's not much to say about the, the post, at least. It, it's a whole lot of nothing. Um, I did go looking, though, afterwards. And they posted mm -hmm. today that uh, Thursday... We should see something on the ICS, the uh, Inside Star Citizen thing, about the new sprint and uh -huh. report. So this Thursday, we should see this new sprint-ish roadmap-y thing, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. I love sprint reports. They're just, they're so yeah. sexy. I mean, at this point, though, I'll take that over <laughs> nothing. Yeah, yeah. I It's, you know, I, I think that, um, that, you know, the we've certainly communicated the delays and the reason for it statement. I think that that um, that that kind of sets up a um, um, like offense is the best defense. You know, it's, it's kind of like trying to throw it back on the people who are um, upset by the lack of information and saying, you know, well, we we've certainly communicated the delays. You know, it's like, well. No, you haven't. Um, well, it's just like and... at work. I'm sorry? It's just like at work. Like it, it, Basically, when I read that, I felt like I was listening to a team at work that was missed a deadline, and they they say, oh, well, I thought, you know, I know we told you that we couldn't do this because we were blocked by XYZ. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, XYZ team didn't know you were blocked. You never told them. 
So right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, it just it it feels like being I, there, I think it exacerbates an already problematic credibility gap. How's that? Is that is that it's, it's kind yeah. of like you you know it's like I don't I don't believe much of what you say and now after reading this I believe even less. You know, um which you know what? If they're in that place where they don't care, it just gets you know it gets them through the end of the day, and maybe on you know on maybe they hope that it gets them to the end of the day and that it'll blow over overnight. Then I think that that says something too. But I I, I don't know. And and they're hoping for a miracle. You know, I, as as always, when uh, when I'm referring to the company. I'm not referring to the developers or any of the artists or any of those of those folks. I mean, it's this is all management, upper management um, that uh, I'm criticizing. So uh, I don't want to be taking shots at at people that are just doing what they're told. So um, I have a different uh, take. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry. You have a different take. Is that what you said? Yeah, absolutely. Have a different take. First of all, I please, think they please. have. I think they have. Uh, they have told us. They've told us since 2012 when they've met every single milestone or everything they said they were going to do. They've clearly demonstrated not, you know, you can't take us seriously in anything we give. So at this point, if you if you've been if you're really upset by this, you just haven't been paying attention. Maybe, in my opinion. Yes. yes and two, yes, I, I will I will cut them some slack. They're they're kind of been underperformers as far as milestone hitting milestones and everything else like that. Um, some of the development stuff they've done is pretty pretty impressive but hitting milestones not that much but yeah i mean we're during a pandemic right now all -hmm. these games have been pushed to the right of course this Mm -hmm. was going to affect um these guys but they're just jumping through some crazy hoops trying to put through like they've been trying to put this show on for so long and like like all this bd smoke and mirrors and you know everything's great and this thing's going to be amazing and trying to maintain that to maintain ship sales for so long that i think they're just lost in that Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's sort of rudderless. For a long know, time. The, the, the folks in the trenches are kind of rudderless. And, um, uh, yeah, there's some indication of that in the um, in the uh, thing, the post that we'll be discussing in a little bit here. Uh, but, yeah, <coughs> I think so. I, I think the silence speaks louder than their, um, their, uh, their words. Um, I, I agree with you. I think that that's, that's uh, very... Um, very astute. Um, now I wouldn't cut them uh, slack during co- COVID, co- though. Sorry, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Dennis. What you say? I was just saying, like, if I have a hard time cutting them slack during the COVID thing, because I feel like they're trying to capitalize on an event that's happening to try and buy themselves some slack. I haven't felt like they have. Um, uh, there was a, a a sentence or two in the uh, in the. Uh, the post in Tyler's post where they said that the, somebody was out sick for a week. Um, but, you know, when you're talking about eight weeks, um, you know, there was somebody that had replied to the, um, to the post um, who said, you know, you know, if, if you're sick for a week out of eight, I mean, aren't you able to make that up? You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of like, you know, well, we had a person that was sick for a week. So it's like, oh, okay, well, then the project is off. You yeah. know, I mean, it just, it, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it was a lame excuse. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, 
you know, like trying to gather sympathy for themselves, you know. But um, but other than that, I, I haven't I know that that the the COVID has been brought up, but they hadn't, you know, milked it like, um, you know, hadn't said, you know, oh well, you know, if it hadn't been for COVID, you know, we would be we would be uh, you know yet. well well further along. Um, and they did because I think they asked somebody about how it had affected them, and uh, they said, you know, we probably lost about a week or so, and um, you know, we've had some difficulty. Uh, getting uh, getting some folks up. There's been um, some you know connectivity issues, uh, but nothing nothing major. We've we've only lost a little bit of time. Um, but uh, and it may be that they if if um, this other thing we're going to discuss in a little bit here, if it's if that is factual that they were underreporting that, which I don't understand why why they wouldn't uh, jump on that like everybody else has. Um, I'd so, be a bit of the lumberyard <laughs> switch where they they say, "Oh, this took two days," and then they, you know, they turn right back around and they use yeah. that as an excuse for why things are delayed. Like, well, well, which is it? Right, right, right. That that's true. Um, could it be that they're just they're not that good? That they're such bad liars that they don't <laughs> <laughs> they they don't see. It's like you know, I should probably lie about this now. <laughs> Rather than say, no, nah, it's no problem. And then the next week, oh, it's just, it's awful. I don't know how we're going to uh, be able to uh, get around this. I think um, it goes back to what you just said, though, Gleep. It's, you know, they've been covering for it so long the, in, the, in the management. It, it, I think it really comes down to the management. It must be frustrating to work there. Yes, I believe that it is. I believe that it is. Um, there are some people I feel more sorry for than others. <laughs> um so anyway, I, I want a couple questions that I had about the thing that I wanted to uh, to bring up is, do you guys think that Tyler wrote this or that um, this was written for him? I think he might have written I mean, it. It was critiqued for him, like like anything publicly announced, right? He may okay. have written it, but you know someone went over it and blacklined things they didn't want, you know? Mm. Um. That's yeah, I'm, uh, and I've heard other people saying that too, saying that you know this was definitely approved at at, at higher levels. Um, this this thing, and I and I have no information to back this up. Um, this sounds like Chris's writing, um, and I don't know if if um, and I, th- I think certainly Chris would have been involved, um, but I don't know if Chris wrote it entirely or if he wrote portions of it but there was some language in there that really really sounded like um like uh chris's uh style um for uh for lack of a better term um and then there was uh and as i mentioned you know after he posted this thing uh, the forum sort of blew up and uh fairly early on uh tyler replied uh to a comment i can confidently tell you 100 percent that no one reacted because of an article. That's never a reason to scramble, and it's not where we place value. I outlined why we hadn't repeated our message recently in my post above. That does not sound like Tyler. That does not sound like a person in his posi- in a community manager position. You know, that's speaking in absolutes that I think are more reasonably attributed to somebody in senior management. So, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I, obviously, I, I can't. I can't. I just 
strongly suspect that this was actually coming more from Chris than it was from Tyler. Um, and uh, uh, as I mentioned, I think I, I did listen to the, the raw recording of uh, the Guard Frequency show where they talk about this quite a bit. And uh, when they, their show comes out tomorrow morning, Tuesday, um, if, you guys, um, if you guys have an opportunity, I would, I would suggest you listen to the show because there's a lot of good discussion about this. Um, but um, uh, Brian Kinshadow, he, he lives in Texas, Austin, I think. And um, or the Austin area, and he has come to know Tyler pretty well uh, from Bar Citizens and what have you. I think Tyler's in L- L.A. now, but um, uh, he knows him pretty well. And he said this didn't this he didn't think that this was Tyler. He thought that this was somebody else um, uh, putting words. So that's not what he said. It, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's the words that went out. You know, it was it was the official response from the company. Um, you know, it's, it it definitely was not somebody down in the mailroom. You know, just saying, oh yeah, well, this is what I think. I mean, this is you know, this was the official response uh, to this um, this building situation. Um, so um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so now, do you guys think that this post? Um, and I, I'm not saying that there are answers to these questions, but do you think that this post uh, changes anything? For the better or for the worse. Worse, right? <laughs> I mean, it's not how that. you handle. Yeah, it's not how you handle yeah. a community yeah. or, or PR at this point, and uh, I think it indicates a lot. Like I, my mind's sort of racing right now, especially the comments you made about hated Chris actually write this, and I'm like, huh, yeah. that yeah. makes sense. Poorly, poorly handled. Um, I think they've had too much success going into this and it's um even when they've dropped the ball or or, or false promises or stuff like that ship sales have always been up and it's getting Mm -hmm. to a point where you got to pay the piper i think at this point and yeah i I think i think they kind of need this i think that they need that kind of a wake-up call well okay so it could be a positive they could you know get a little slap back and have um um and you know take it uh Take it to heart and maybe um, change some behaviors going forward. Uh, I think that's um, I think that's a a, a, a possibility. Um, uh, Soren, do you um do you think that do you think that anything is going to be different going forward? Do you or do you think that this is just sort of more Star Citizen? Um, you know, small a a personal nuclear <laughs> device that explodes and creates a big oh no a void out. It would be a Death Stranding void out. Um and uh, Everyone will just walk around the hole, and uh, we'll never discuss it again. I think either we're seeing the just another indicator of a, a downward trend of like the progress they're making and how, how successful this whole endeavor is. Um, I don't know. I, I've seen people ignore stuff that I, I thought was just earth shattering. Um, so I, I really I can't mm-hmm. say whether or not the the rest of the community will hold them accountable for this in the end. It, it's so hard to mm-hmm. to guess with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I think it's it's hard too to even define what community means anymore. Um, you know, there's, uh, uh, you know, when everything's going well, it, <clears throat> it's just kind of like community is everybody here, you know. But then when you've got, you know, uh, some people who are, you know, still very much on board and trying to. 
defend what they think is acceptable behavior. And then you've got people on the other side who are saying, you know, this is bullshit. You know, this is, we're going on eight years now and we've got shit to show for it. Um, you know, it, it's kind of hard to, to create a, um, a definition that encompasses all of these people. And, you know, you look at the numbers, you've got, I don't know how many million citizens now, I think it's 3 million citizens. But I know that there was somebody, there was some information, I believe it came out of Turbulent um, back when they passed 1 million citizens. And I remember when that happened, it was, um, it was that young lady who was on a couple of podcasts for a while. Um, gosh, I can't remember her name. It was, um, I don't know. Anyway. Um, her name is Eden Star. But uh, at that point, someone had gotten information from Turbulent where they said, yeah, we've got uh, a million accounts, um, 500,000 of which have actually made purchases. So, you know, that's like, oh, okay. So million accounts or a million citizens, 500,000 backers. So you've got a, a, you know, a backer to citizen ratio of, you know, 50%. Um, so, and then of those, of those of that 50%, how many people are actively following the game? Because, you know, you hear all the time about people saying, um, you know, hey, I've, you know, I've been gone for the last two years. I was, I was reading a post from a guy the other day who was saying, I, I backed this game right as I was going away to undergrad. I was a freshman. And I'm finishing up my master's thesis right now. What's going on? <laughs> say, well, you know, it's a little different than it was, uh, you know, six years ago, but not a whole lot. Not enough. Um, so it is, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to, back to your point, though, it's kind of hard to know how these people are going to react. Because if this guy comes back and says, Oh no! It went under two years ago. He'd be going, ah, oh, I'm out forty five bucks. You know, it's like, oh well, that's too bad because it seemed like it was going to be a really cool thing. So how many guys like that are there? And then how many, you know, how many backers are, um, you know, you know, wake up every morning at three a.m. so they can watch Board Gamers' first uh, live stream of the day? You know, I mean, it's it, we just got a really diverse mix of level of fandom, I guess. And not a really good way to um, to quantify that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think you did, no way to tell, no way to tell. That's that's why it was one of the things that's interesting about this whole thing to me is that a thing caught fire, a thing caught fire, and it gained momentum. So I think that that's indicative of at least it's possible for people to um, get their back up about what's going on. Um, but is it sustainable? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm not seeing anything, um, you know, that indicates that necessarily this is going to blast off into a, a huge, uh, revolutionary, um, uh, event or as Derek Smart used to call them extinction level events. I don't think this is an extinction level event quite yet, but we will have to see. So, the next, the next question I, I kind of had was just jotted down a note here is, you know, how did we, why did we get to this point? And, you know, why was there silence for so long? And what does the silence mean, if anything? And uh, I've got a couple of ideas. Um, but I, uh, I, at first, I want to just, uh, again, a bit of a disclaimer here that I don't, I don't think we need to debate the credibility of information posted to any public board on the Internet. 
I mean, it either is credible or it's not credible, or you just don't know. Um, and I do believe that over time, you know, if you're for folks that uh, troll message boards um, uh, frequently, you kind of get a sense of like, yeah, this is this person is posting something, you know, that is potentially uh, worth reading. I know, sorry, you know, all of the development stuff. I mean, I'm sure that you frequent quite a few message boards where you're. Um, <clears throat> where you're uh, uh, looking at how people uh, do things or how projects are, um, uh, you know, being managed or what have you, or what new technology is coming in. I'm, I'm guessing that you have people that you go to because you they they are a good source of information for oh, you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so um, I, I guess my point is, is that the Internet is not all bad. <laughs> there, there are certainly some... some uh, some strange, uh, strange and wonderful places out there, but um, it's not all bad. Um, and you know, uh, uh, whether a movie review is credible or not, just isn't big picture as important as other things in life, like choosing, you know, a doctor or uh, pizza toppings. Those are things that you really need to pay attention to. So, so that that's nice, and that it gives us some latitudes to um, uh, to. Um, consider information without having to um, say, yeah, this is absolutely, um, I know that this is true, therefore um, let's talk about it. So anyway, um, now I want to go back to what I, where I was going to go before I diverted uh, to July 29th at 1559 hours. So that's damn near four o'clock and supper time. And you can call me Ray, you can call me Jay, just don't call me late for supper. <laughs> <laughs> There is this guy, his name, I think it's a guy, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a guy, I don't, I don't know for sure, but, um, and his, uh, his name is The Agent, all one word, um, and he has been around the boards for a minute, so he's, um, he's been around for, uh, for quite some time, and he is, <clears throat> excuse me, he is purported to have contact, a contact or contacts within CIG who share information with him. Uh, now, specifically, information to do with the goings-on as they relate to development work that's being done. So, and I have no, you know, big flashy neon letters. I don't know anything positive or negative about the credibility of the information that we're about to discuss, um, and that's okay. Um, uh, because I don't know that it, it, that it, it, it's not accurate. I don't know that this person is, is, is um, intentionally uh, creating misinformation. Um, I've, I've seen his posts long enough to know that I, he doesn't, if he is, he's only doing it occasionally and when it seems to make sense. So it's not a, um, it's not a thing where it's like, Hey, you know, I, I got everybody, uh, everybody excited last week when I posted this thing, let me make up something to get them excited again this week. That's not the way that he, this guy comes across. Um, and you know, and this is all okay again, because of CIG's silence. Uh, because we are left to fill in what we believe makes sense to explain why. Because anybody that's not asking why, you know, we are so far behind and why it is that they communicate so badly, especially after pitching this damn thing as the development project that is going to be so open and so transparent. And, you know, you can go back and read the pledge, you know, where it says, you know, we're going to have to make changes because that's life. But you can rest assured that every time we do, every time we have to make a change to the stated plan, we will tell you exactly why we were making the change and what it's going to do, how it's going to impact the project. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's laughable at this point that, 
you know, these, that that is the set of principles that we started with. Um, but, you know, if somebody at the, near the top or at the top there inside the company believes that they're doing that, kind of like the way they responded in this Tyler post, you know, if they le- legitimately in their brain believe that they have satisfied the commitments they made, I, I don't know what you say to that. But anyway, so... Um, uh, bum bum bum. So anyway, there was a um, uh, the quotes I sent you guys. Um, I linked to you guys yesterday was um, a Reddit article uh, from the other Star Citizen um, uh, sub the um, the one where folks are a little less friendly uh, to towards the game, not to each other. But um, the title of the post was "New Rumors from the Agent." So if folks at home playing at home, if you want to see the post, you can just. Uh, Google um, uh, uh, Star Citizen New Rumors from the Agent Reddit, and I'm sure it'll pop up. Um, So anyway, these quotes in this post are supposedly a person or or people inside CIG. And, you know, again, I can't say that the quotes are credible, nor can I say that they aren't. But I do believe that they make sense to a specific situation. So that's that's where I, I believe their value is, that they do, they explain a thing. Um, and um, But what I can say is that the post was originally made about 21 hours after Tyler's uh, own goal post, um, as it were. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying that these two things are connected. I just want to put it out there that, you know, there was, you know, in the timeline, this happened slightly after Tyler uh, posted his thing. And uh, they're, not, they're not really... Uh, you know, certainly Tyler was not referring to it because it hadn't happened yet. But it, it doesn't feel like this post is definitely referring to um, to Tyler's post. So, <clears throat> and referring specifically to the first quote listed, I can say that if this quote is factual, and I'm going to read it here in just a second, we just may have a pretty good reason for why CIG has been so silent around the progress made or not made. On squad on the Squadron 42 project, um, really on both projects, really. So, um, and yes, because so we are all on the same page. I'm going to reread the first quote. There were four quotes in this post, and I think I'm also going to read the third one too because that also applies to something else we're going to discuss here in just a second. Um, so this is the first quote, and it is regarding the roadmap. And remember, this is a supposedly a quote from somebody inside CIG. This person says, we have to continue to hold out until we find an honest way to placate our investors. The oversight level against us was fine in the beginning, but after the first Squadron 42 gameplay monthlies, I guess monthlies are a thing, deadline was missed, they started paying more and more attention. If we put a roadmap out for the backers, the investors are going to use that to penalize the project, not only monetarily, but with cuts to our workforce and with additional oversight. Those will only slow down our already somewhat stalled progress this year. Management understands this and is doing a sword dance around these issues. Very important. For the record, we are not holding things back for backers. It is much more complicated than that. So that's, I think that that's, that there's, there's a lot to unpack in there. So let me read the other quote here first. <clears throat> the last time we demoed the game, it was heavily scripted. Uh, QA had been playing it for hours and hours, getting the right route and content. 
The investors wanted it live, so nothing pre-recorded like we are used to sending. Everyone got really quiet when they, the investors, asked if they could play it themselves and not follow the script at all. Almost immediately after the controller was handed over, they crashed. Someone in the meeting nervously laughed. I think that was the day we lost a lot of confidence with our investors and they started really looking at our progress. So that's not good. That's, you know, rock in a hard place. You know, so, I mean, the, the, first, the first quote, you publish information to the backers, then you actually have to hit those goals. So if you say, we're going to Squadron 42, we are going to have um, uh, Chapter 1 out at Thanksgiving in time for a holiday this year. You can say that, but then you have to hit it. Otherwise, you have to explain to the backers or to the investors why it is that you didn't hit it. And I know a, a thing that, that some people or the, the people say oftentimes when referring to the investors, and I'm assuming we're referring to the Calders here, um, is that, well, they're only like um, 10%. They're, they're, well, actually, no, because they, they bought in 10% um, and then they uh, bought in an, an additional. There was something in the agreement that allowed them to purchase another $17 million. Um, so I don't know what their stock percentage is. But in some ways, that doesn't really matter. What really matters is the purchase agreement that they all signed that allows them to, um, that I'm, I'm guessing in that document would be defined what the expected deliverables are and what the consequences for not meeting those deliverables are. So... From this post, it sounds like um, the the penalties are pretty severe monetarily, which means like okay, you know we expect to be paid back within a certain period of time. Maybe the interest rate is five percent. Let's just throw out a number. Okay, so if you miss this deadline, okay, so we're going to bump that up by you know twenty five basis points. You know, so now it's five and a quarter. You know. Um, I don't know. Again, I don't know any of these things, but it the the incentive structure or the disincentive structure, depending upon which side of the negotiating table you're on, um, makes sense to me that CIG may be, with all this silence, trying to protect themselves uh, from falling from providing evidence that they've fallen further behind. You know, does that make sense to you guys? No, it absolutely does. Yeah. They sound just like my old management. Oh, okay. Okay. This is exactly what happened to my old company before Adobe bought us. And they made it very clear oh. if we didn't get bought out, we were all not going to have a job. Oh, yeah. Huh? Yeah. It's business. Business is a fucker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joe, does that make sense to you? Yeah. When I, when I read this whole thing, even though the, the guy's named Agent, I'm like, this sounds really credible. Like, this sounds like someone that works at a company, and I could see this stuff going down, but kind of the blurring things for me are like, why did they take on an investor? I didn't know it was only for $17 million. When they've raised just over $300 million, you know, why are they bringing someone in for 10% off $17 million? And then signing in these contracts like that, that they're going to hit these deadlines. They had to have known. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's one thing to put out, like, grandiose hey, we're going to do all this stuff, right? Like like mm-hmm. Peter M., who created Populous, is like known for making all these crazy, hey, I'm going to do all this crazy stuff. But when you start to drink your own Kool-Aid, that, that's concerning. Uh, 
Well, you remember, remember when the Calders first came on, you know, there was some people like, hey, this is supposed to be backer funded so that there's no publisher type character, you know, looming over the whole thing that can force you to do things. Um, and and Chris said, hey, 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 don't worry, don't worry. We've got plenty of money. The $42 million we got is only for advertising the marketing campaign for Squadron 42 because we didn't want to put your guys' backer money into advertising. We wanted it to all go into development. And everybody, you know, the people the people who uh, want to believe Chris said, oh, that's great, thank you, and they applauded. And the people that don't believe Chris so much said, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> you know it. Um, and so what is a situation, what would the situation be that they would have taken that money at that time, well before they were going to be advertising Squadron 42. Um, why would they take that money um, uh, at that point, if not to um, uh, to um, you know fill some sort of a funding gap? And I think, and this is getting way out of my area of of expertise. Uh, but I think that they were able to show, or people who have accountancy as one of their, you know, as their occupation or as a as a skill, uh, were able to take the publicly available information from the company house, which is the um, uh, in the UK is something analogous to the IRS, um, uh, where they have to file reports with the company house, the uh, uh, Foundry Forty Two. And so they were able to see where it was that that money came, a portion of that money came into Foundry 42 and that, and where it was and how it was spent or that it was spent, that it didn't just go into a bank account marked, um, uh, or a shoebox marked, uh, marketing, <laughs> marketing someday. Um, so, and another, th- and so I know that doesn't really, um, uh, answer anything, but another thing that I have heard, um, uh, before uh, that uh, I really would want to know someday, whatever happens, and you know, if this whole thing comes apart, the thing that I want, a thing I want to know is the funding tracker. Is it legit? Because someone was saying, by law, if it's for entertainment purposes, they don't have to report real numbers. Um, so if they're able to fudge that to make it look like things are going better than they are, because who's going to back, you know, if you've got a, a company, I don't care what the, you know, how cool the game looks, if it looks like they're in financial trouble, are you going to spend, you know, $1,500 on, um, uh, or what was the javelin? What was the javelin? Was it $2,000? Are you going to drop two grand on a javelin? No, but but if you know, hey, you know, they raised, you know, my two little two thousand dollars. They raised fifteen million dollars this month. Yeah, you know, then that's that's got to be a safe bet, right? You know, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that I don't. I'm not aware of any evidence that proves that that information has to be accurate or that they have to present any information to back that up. Um, and uh, yet there were the financials that were. Those were not rigorous financials. I mean, that's I have to deal with financials for here for our business, and I, I know that those reports were definitely abbreviated. They, there was a lot of information missing that would normally a, appear in a full set of financials. So um, uh, I know that um, um, what uh, uh, <clears throat> Tony Hunter on uh, Guard Frequency, what he said is he says that it was essentially there were there were marketing materials. Um, you know, and Tony's. Uh, 
he is an attorney who deals with contracts, I believe. Um, that's what he, he does for a living. So he knows he knows a lot more about this stuff than than probably most of us. So um, I, and I think that he's a straight straight up guy. So um, I he's one of those sources that I was like, you know, that that's credible. What what you're saying is credible. Um, may not like it. May you know may disagree. But I don't believe that you're making something up for uh, just for the uh, for the lols. You know. Um, so, uh, Sorian, what, um, how did the, um, the agent's, um, uh, information land with you? I, I think it makes a lot of sense to me, um, but as to whether or not it comes from a, a real source, I mean, who knows if the internet, anybody mm-hmm. can, can say anything, but, um, I mean, it, it, it all made sense to me and it, it had the, the air of truth to it, certainly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It it seems to fit, which is um which is very compelling uh um is a very compelling argument. You know, it's like, you know, you're you're looking for um we've all done a jigsaw puzzle at some point with our uh, significant other because for some reason girls like to do that. Um and there's always that one piece that the colors don't match, but damn it it fits in the spot and you want so bad for it that piece to go in there so that you can go back to your room and play video games. <laughs> uh but it's just not the right piece. And so that possibility exists. Maybe maybe uh you know um my you know my uh tattered old brain is uh is uh, seduced too easily seduced by uh a bit of gossip uh that fits well. I, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not going to deny that that's a possibility, but I think it does. It does, in fact, fit. Um, yeah. So it's, um, you know, and Joe, please understand, I'm not. I'm not saying that any of, of that what you were saying is, is wrong. I'm just very. Um, I'm just. I'm very suspicious and would really like to know um, how it is that our money is flowing through. Um, has flowed through the system. I mean, I haven't given them any money for, for several years now, but when I did, I gave them a bunch of it. And um, uh, I would really like to know how it was that that, that money got um, got uh, used, you know? I mean, and, and, I, and I don't, and I'm not, I'm not saying that like I'm entitled to it. Like, I don't, I, you know, I don't believe that there's some sort of thing you have to tell me. But as you know, as a human being and a person who was very passionate about this project for a pretty long time, I'm 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 more than a little curious, you know, and I and I don't think that there's anything you know wrong with that. So, um, no, uh, I, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, like, to your point, like, yeah, I mean, obviously they needed the money or they wouldn't have taken it. It was sort of the point that I was making, and, and then kind of like looking at this, there's so much disconnect between management and the people coding the game that just bleeds out of it and that sort of making all those promises or just that communication drinking the kool-aid it just reeks in this right like so that, that's why i'm more inclined to like kind of believe this um although i feel everyone is slacking off right now everybody on work from home feels like mm-hmm. they're slacking off i think and computer issues i don't understand <laughs> that that's kind of troublesome um they're already multiple studios on, on different continents they should be somewhat attuned to like working remotely and um coordinating so i i don't know but in the don't last they, bit about have a like a a significant relationship with uh with aws i mean i'm, I'm just wondering if i mean because i don't know do you guys have any idea what 
what the um, what the infrastructure would look like for them working remotely. I mean, are they are they they're not logging into Santa Monica, you know, uh, from you know from Oregon or something, you know. I mean, they're not or. I guess actually people that worked in Santa Monica probably all live in Santa Monica or nearby. Um, so, I mean, are, would they be logging into um, uh, an Amazon uh, server farm and then accessing the company that way? Or is this something where they're um, like just logging? I know that we've, we've had uh, our infrastructure here. We're a very small office uh, comparatively, but, you know, we've had our infrastructure set up where we would remote into uh, our desktop at work. There's, there's a few options there. Um, one of them is remoting into the desktop, but the, I think what most large corporations like that would tend to do would be to set up a VPN so that if you do need to access stuff on the infrastructure, like of the internal mm -hmm. network, then you can access stuff that way with, you know, having your, your machine at home. So we, we tend to work on mm -hmm. laptops. Mm -hmm. At least most of my jobs I've tended to work on laptops. So we, that's how things have been set up typically. Mm -hmm. I, I thought I had seen somewhere that uh, one of the things they said as part of the process of getting set up to work from home was people taking their computers from their desks at work home with them. And so for certain types of rendering, could that make sense? Certain, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Kind. Uh, if you're if you're okay. building okay. static lighting, which I believe they do a good bit of, there's there's all sorts of stuff we're building, um, especially art assets, for it, it's going to be really intensive. Where you're really going to want that machine local if you can get it that way. Okay. Okay. So th yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And we had to do this. Like literally, people just they were shipping chairs to people's <laughs> houses, and like yeah, shipping. Yeah. computers to yeah. people's houses if they couldn't just you know take them on the train um and we all we're also west coast east coast london um and, and we make it work so i mean like I, I it can happen right like so i'm wondering what that comment you know that that comment kind of strikes me like you know what what computer issues are they having yeah, I don't think I didn't read that portion of the thing. So, uh, folks listening at home, go 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 give that thing a read. Um, and uh, because there were there were a couple, I think there were four points total, and and there were that was there was that one, and then there was one other one that uh, um, also um, um, is worth the time. It's worth the effort. Um, what's and, computer uh, issues? Uh, I'm sorry, Vendus, please. No, I was gonna say what's computer issues, right? Like seeing how we don't know where this comes from, right? Like. At Adobe, the entire workforce went home, right? And the first mm -hmm. few weeks, I was scrambling with the, the network teams to use our AWS infrastructure and just beef up our VPN links because we didn't have the bandwidth to handle all the people working mm -hmm. from home. And so people would report air quotes that you can't see, computer issues, when in reality it was a networking issue, right, that right. was causing the problem. the same problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but when I, I worked in technical support for a couple of years, and my favorite calls were would be when somebody from one of our distribution centers would call and say, the internet is down. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> so, oh, 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 that's, that's, wow, that's sad because, you know, like the world is going to be in big trouble. <laughs> were the cup holders I, broken? Well, Have you gotten that one? Yeah, that's my favorite. I'm sorry, which one? The cup holders broken on my laptop? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, CDs. Oh, boy. I remember when. Um, 
Okay, so um, uh, you know, and then I I do also th- that janky demo. Um, so that would have been the third point on the on the post, but uh, we. We have seen plenty of those over the years uh, from Star Citizen. I mean, you know, in the, in the, at Citizen, I think at most Citizen cons, I think the demo has usually gone more jank than not. I mean, I think last year was a bit of an exception. Um, and, uh, you know, but then, you know, now I'm kind of wondering, well, how much of that was scripted, you know, given what the one fellow said, but, um, you know, it's I I can't think of a better way to destroy. Speaking of credibility, a better way to destroy credibility with a person you are supposed to be trying to impress. Um, you know, why why would you try to slip one past them? I mean, is this something that the folks making these decisions at CIG is this like standard operating procedure? you know, over the course of their career is you have the money people come in and say, I need to see, you know, what I'm, what, how progress is, is, or what progress is being made. And it's like, okay, well, we, we just, you know, uh, we had, uh, we had uh, um, uh, folks stay late last night and they made this, you know, MP4. And so we'll just play it on uh, Roger's workstation and everyone will gather around and Roger will pretend he's actually doing something, but we'll just play the MP4. Um I mean, did they? Is this what they're trying to? You know, I mean, not not to that extreme, but if they've got a scripted routine um, that they're having one of the QA guys practice and practice and practice to run through, and uh, then you know the investor comes in and says, you know, I no, I need I I want to play that myself and see what happens, and then the thing immediately explodes. I mean, wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you at that point say we? We're not ready. Why? Why would you? Because you're. Because either way, you're going to be paying the penalty. But this way, you're pissing them off. And if my recollection from when the Calders first came in is correct, old man Calder is not a person to be messed with. Um, you know, I, does, does that you know make any sense? Unless, unless you're at a point of total desperation and the walls are already caving in on you. I mean, I mean that that's that's kind of like last last gasp stuff. If you're, you know, that's the only time it would make sense to me. It's like at this point, you know, if if you're not, you know, at that that point, then I would just be honest and say, look, you know, we've had some real problems, especially with COVID. Say, so, you know, we've had some real problems. We're having problems with our connectivity. Um, you know, Lando, um, you know, got caught running naked through the studio again. So we had to have counseling for everybody, you know, I mean, anything, you know, anything, but not, don't just straight up lie in a way that they're so, that they so easily can catch you at it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Please, please, please. No, I was saying, yeah, but I I was just going to follow up with, you can't deny though that other companies have done it, but they don't get caught. Like scripting, scripting your demo isn't necessarily a thing that's bad, uh, unless you're doing it to purposely cover up issues that you haven't made apparent already prior to going into the demo, right? Like at least like when they demo stuff to mm-hmm. us, like Microsoft does it all the time, right? When they, when they're demoing new products on a, a a stage, they've run through that multiple times because you don't want your mm-hmm. Bill Gates getting up there. And it not working, right? 
Well, especially since he doesn't work there anymore. Well, I know, but as that was an example. Do you don't remember Bill Gates when he went up there and it blue screened on him when he was demoing? Uh, was it nine? Yeah, it, I think it was Vista. I think it was Vista. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, people, people suffered that night. <laughs> oh, surely. <laughs> but the, the whole thing was scripted. And they still messed it up. But I mean, I don't know the whole scripting. That comment there, I was kind of like, well, you need more context behind that one for. Well, you need more context behind most okay. of it. But that's fair. That's fair. Um, I, but you know, it's, I think, you know, regardless, I think that, you know, that if someone says, oh, that looks pretty, can I try? And they hand them the controller and it immediately crashes. It's kind of like, oh, wow. I think the distinct difference we're not, Uh, we haven't quite noted yet, at least, is that, um, those demos that we're looking at is the game's not ready yet, obviously, because they're showing it E3 mm -hmm. or, or whatever the demo is, but this big presentation. And at some point, you know, a year or two down the road, they're going to actually release the game. People will have it in their hand, and then that'll be it. Um, but Star mm-hmm. Citizen, we're what, like seven, eight years on or something now, and this, mm-hmm. we're in this perpetual state of showing demos that we never really get to play. I mean, there's there's stuff from, I don't know, the demo in, in 2017 that's still not in the damn game. And um, people... Right people act like it is you know they they use that to lend credibility to the project and i don't i don't think we should consider anything in those scripted demos to be done or even remotely part of the project in such a way that it can be you know considered part of the pu or even contributing towards the progress of squadron 42 i think anything that we've seen on a citizen con stage should be taken with a mound of salt yeah. Yeah, well, you know, like Joe was saying earlier, you know, like, you know, just even the weekly shows, it's like that is so not representative of the game. You know, the stuff that they show that it, you know, is working really well, you know. It's all marketing. Or the, uh, the, the squad. Yeah, it's all marketing. And it's like, you know, I mean, I would feel pretty, pretty deceived if I were to be exposed to that as my first uh, bit of information to this game and then, you know, you know, get a, you know, go to go to buy a $45 ship and have a friend talk me into, you know, spending a hundred to get a, a cutlass or something instead, because, you know, you, you really, you really need that. And then have it just turn out to be jank, you know, with, with, you know, uh, uh, with constellations, you know, like flying through the walls of the sub of the subway train thing, you know, it's like, you know, no, I mean, that would be, that would be horrible. So, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, I think that because the the one sort of ties into uh, the third one sort of ties back into the first one, wherein they said every time we missed one of these um, uh, deliverables, the uh, what what did he call them? What did he call them? He called them the uh, the monthlies, the Squadron Forty Two gameplay monthlies. So once they started missing those, then they started paying more attention. And so the next time, I'm guessing they're going to... It's definitely, um, definitely going to con- continue building. Because I don't think, you know, when you're what it, what, about $60 million in, when you're $60 million in, you don't just... At, when you start seeing something you're concerned about, you don't turn around and go the other way. You pay even closer attention until, until things you know, show a, a definite trend of improvingness um, or uh, something in that contract kicks in to where 
uh, you head down a different path. So, um, and that's kind of the last thing that I want to um, I want to touch on real quick. I know because we're we're already here at an hour and twenty. So, um, what do we think might happen next, and what would we like to see happen next? Um, so, um, you know, and I know that those are really open-ended questions, but, you know, just, you know, spitball, whatever. What? It, let me know what you're feeling. What are you feeling about this right now? Well, I don't know how much I really care at this point. I know it's sad to say, but, like, it's been such a long road, and I sort of expect this. But mm-hmm. part of me is almost like, you know what? It's, I'm glad they have investors. I'm glad there's someone that's looking at the deadlines and, and holding them accountable for missing this. I think the issue really is, is, again, that disconnect. I think there's people working really hard and they're probably saying, hey, you know, we can't do this in two months. Um, I had a PM one time ask me how much time I needed, and we said, how much time do we have? And it was a pretty hard task, and there was a lot of unknowns. And, you know, we said like four months. They're like, okay, you got three weeks. <laughs> I mm-hmm. kind of feel like that must be what these devs are going through all the time. And it, it even said that in here, right? right? Like they're kind of like – they're drinking their own Kool-Aid. And the other issue then too is that we've been oversold so many times and the lies have been so big and they have to kind of woo us to sell ships. I, I would hope that that machine just breaks. Um, yeah. There's some fallout and then from those ashes we get like a little bit more honesty, at least internally, to SIG. <laughs> like can they be honest with themselves? You know, right. and then I think that's the only way this project gets done because part of me, I don't want this – I, I can be very cynical about this project, and I am very cynical about this project, but I hope it – in the end, I hope it works. I really do because I invested a lot of time, energy, and money into this, and I have a lot of friends mm-hmm. who play this, and I, I, I bought onto that vision for a reason, so I, I want to see it happen. I don't, I'm mm-hmm. not like a, the Derek Smarts that like want to watch the world burn because I don't think that yeah. would be a good thing at this point. Um, no, no, no. I, I, I totally agree, and I just jump in there real quick because this ties back to – because um, um, I agree with you, because this ties back to what we were originally going to be talking about tonight, which is finding a good game where we can get more of our friends involved. You know, uh, we were going to look at survival games. You know, when I when 2014, uh, you know, the dream of Star Citizen was gonna was going to answer that perfectly. You know, it was you could have thousands of your friends, you know, in you know one solar system at a time, and you know these huge um, uh, battles, you know, we imagined, we imagined Eve without time dilation, you know, we <laughs> accept that it's, you know, first person Eve without time dilation. I mean, you know, really, you know, heady, immersive stuff. And I, that's still what, um, a part of me wants. Um, there's a part of me that says, you know, is a chances are you're never going to get it. So you might as well, you know, try to find something else that will work, you know, look for second best um she's never gonna go out with you man why don't you just like go out with brenda you know i mean it's 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 sort of like one of those kinds of things but i agree with you i mean it's i i can certainly muster just buckets of cynicism but i don't want to be i want to play this game with my friends but i'm i have i have an idea about how we get there but um i'll, I'll save that until after you guys get a chance to uh, to chat because um it's um it's a little out there mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Joe, anything else on that? No, that's all I got. The whole what other game could we play is a whole other thing. And I think my last point is is that I'm I'm absolutely with you. I I bought on this because who else can make something of this scope? 
because there's nothing else that even tries to do this, right? And so the other reason I don't want it to fail because then everyone can always point to that and go, we're not going to try this because look what happened here. We're never going to get this crowdfunding again. No, no one's going to give us the money, front us the money to do this. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like we're all in on this vision, right? Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Last Oasis, I had, you know, I had some real hope for Last Oasis, but we'll, you know, we'll dissect that when we get together next time. There are quite a few games that are going to try to do the same sort of thing. You've got, you know, Dual Universe and Dark Base and just a, a million other MMOs. Yes, thank you, thank projects. you. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's, that's important to remember, too. Um, might happen next, and what what would you... Well, you know, that's that's sort of even, you know... You know, if you if you have a, an opinion, uh, great. But if not, you know, what do you what would you like to see happen next? I, I'm not really sure what's going to happen next. But what I would like to happen, um, I'd like to see them follow an actual agile development cycle. I'd like to see them do better progress reports. You know, I'd like to see them try like a, a staggered development cycle. I think that worked really well for the developer Rare, um, the creator of Thief Thieves, and, and many other things that people like. Mm-hmm. It's a good example of an online service kind of game. Path of Exile is another good example of, of the, the success of um, CICD, I think, and, um, and the staggered development cycle where you have a, a big release followed by a small release, and you've got multiple teams working on different things in the background. So they've, they've always got this, um, this churning content machine, and not everyone's working on the same stuff all the time, so they're not getting burnt out. Um, and they're delivering uh-huh. smaller pieces of work to production. And I, this is, a, I think, a common philosophy, but I really embrace it. Uh, something's not done until it's in production. And, and anything that you show right. before it's in production is um, has a, a big qualifier next to it, a big asterisk, if you will, that it's not done. Not really. Right. They, they are so far from that. Fail, failing fast is a yes, thing. Yes, fail right? fast. Exactly. You yeah, want to yeah, you want to deliver it. the the minimum amount of stuff that you can to get the maximum amount of value, uh, get the learnings that you can from what you delivered, and move on from there. Mm-hmm. And we're, they're they're so very far from that development experience right now. Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds like it. Vendus, Vendus, fix fix the world for me, please. Uh, wait, what? I didn't know I was at work. <laughs> I use it. Hey, I subscribe to you, sir. I'm a customer, damn it. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's all I can say. You know, but I was I was mulling over the, the comment that Sori made, though, on the CICD. Um, I really, it, it got me thinking just now. Like, there's, team, there's teams at my job. I've said the name in the podcast, but I won't say it again just in case someone's not paying attention. There's teams at my, that do not use CICD, and, and needless to say, they've... People have gotten fired because of it, right? Um, because CICD is critical, having a solid CICD pipeline, right? And I, I'm wondering now, do you think that it's possible that Star Citizen isn't leveraging those types of development? I don't know the right word I'm looking for, but, the you know, that, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that, like, development philosophy. I, like, I'm starting to wonder because it looks to me like they don't. I absolutely think that they do not. I think they use old school game development philosophy where you just you you waterfall, you get as much out as you can before the release, and then when the release is done, 
I mean, you, you've got day one patches and stuff, but that that's pretty much the game. And it's out and it's done. And I, I think they've got that old school mentality like that. Yeah. Right. right. And like it's going like it's getting burnt to a CD. Right. Exactly. But and I wonder how much of it too is um, you know, not having a CICD opens you up for intern A does a push, oh crap, he accidentally pushed it to production. Now we're behind three weeks, right? What is, what is CICD? So that is is continuous integration, continuous deployment. So basically what you want to do is yeah. as oh. soon as something's done, it should be, you know, sent out to production. It should be done by an automated pipeline. Um, humans should basically say, I'm committing this thing that's been done. It's been approved by quality assurance personnel and it's ready to go. And, and then from there, automated systems handle getting that out to you know, servers or clients or whatever it needs to go out to, the, the build process should be okay. completely consistent. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. So and it, it makes sure that, that contingencies are met before the, um, um, if it's something that's relying upon something else being done, then it's going to catch that that didn't happen if it didn't happen. That's definitely part of it, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I totally get the value of having a rigorous protocol in place and adhering to it. And if you have to have automated processes to make that happen, then use them. But, um, you know, one of the knocks on Chris is that he is, you know, a, a real micromanager and won't hesitate to change stuff right in the middle of everything. And um, how it is that you're able to maintain continuity, you know, um, around the globe in, in was it four or five offices, um, you know, with that, that kind of, um, you can't, that kind of cannon rolling around the, uh, the deck. <laughs> I mean, it's, it just, I, I can't, I imagine it's, it's gotta be a nightmare for somebody there. That's yeah. impossible. He can't, and that's, that it's clearly showing in their development, like the way it's, the game has been developed. Like one person can't manage all of that. And if you try, you're just going to crash and burn. And that's where things like yeah. the CICD, you know, typically like you have some type of pipeline, like, yeah. Anyways, um, like things behind you that say these checks have to be done, and it pushes and handles everything, so that you don't have someone at the last minute injecting something into it, right? Right. Um, yeah. 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 Right. Um, well, good. Good. Um, okay. Well, I'm gonna real quicker. I am going to blow through my idea. We'll get to the end here, and then uh, we'll have some time here for you guys to tell me how stupid it is, and then um. Um, and of course I will, uh, I will silently judge you as you're doing that, but that's okay. You're never um, wrong. Lee. And then we'll, uh, we'll wrap up. Um, I'll say some words, uh, make a couple of inappropriate jokes and then we'll, uh, then we'll all have pizza. The, the loud expletive judging will happen after we stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. So anyway, um, what I... Okay. Um, I think it's important here, um, again, to, to, to talk about the, um, the, the show that uh, we were going to be doing tonight. Um, and, uh, and that's just, you know, my desire to have a, to have this universe to go hang out with my friends. You know, I mean, it's even um, games. And like I said, obviously, I don't know what Starbase is going to be like. I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, uh, but you know, the experiences we've had to this point, you know, see a thesis is fantastic. And we've got, we can play with three other friends at a time, you know, it's, it's, it just kills me. Um, but 
the idea of having, you know, hey, I'll meet you at such and such a planet at on the far side at the um, at the uh, uh, what are those dune buggy things, the the gray cat races or whatever, you know, and then we'll go either go do something or you know we'll um, we'll build something or we'll. Uh, go spy on some guys or something. Just living in that world—that was the thing that you know we dreamed of. And all the theory crafting we did when we were doing the verse cast was all built around stuff like that. It's like, what is this going to be like when we're able to immerse ourselves in these scenarios with our friends? It's going to be great, right? Obviously, it's got to be great. Um, so um, uh, I would like to see something happen like what happened to Digital Anvil with Freelancer. And um, I would like to see Chris step back from his control of everything, Star Citizen and Squadron 42 of, of those projects. And the reason is that I do not believe that they will ever be finished with him at the helm. Um, and, I've got, and I've got some reasoning behind that. Um, so I've got a pages-long reverse order timeline of all the projects that Chris has been associated with. And not since Strike Commander in 1993 has Chris completed and released a video game while in a role that is comparable to the role that he has now. So currently he's listed as director for um, Star Citizen and Squadron 42. Um, and so I'm, I'm getting this information from his bio page. Um, this is all consistent on that one page. So I think it has value. I mean, I, I, we could quibble with definitions, but um, I think that there's, there's value in them, uh, the information if accepted as it is. Um, he left the Freelancer Project uh, years before it was finished, and he received an original concept credit for that project. Um, and he has... Um, since Strike Commander, he's been a producer. He's been, been credited in projects as a producer, an executive producer, a director of cutscenes, not a game development director, um, or, and or a writer. Um, seven different games since Strike Commander was released in 1993. And on the Strike Commander, he was credited as director, producer, artist, and programmer. So he was all in. He was all in on that project, um, and it was a well-received project. Um, not not as you know, some people really liked it, some people not so much. But that, you know, that's any game. I mean, that, that's that's you know, that, that's fine. Um, but maybe not surprising, the project was plagued by delays and at least one complete project reboot. Um, and so here I quote from Avoki that uh, stri the Strike Commander project took more than four years and over a million man-hours on background development. Very little of that production time turned out to be actually usable in the final product. Is, is, you know, does any of this sound familiar? Um, as at least, uh, and as at least one and possibly several complete project reboots were required to refine the graphical engine to a playable state. Nevertheless, some successful gameplay elements from Strike Commander were reused by other more notable origin products such as Privateer and the Wing Commander series. Uh, Chris Roberts in the game's manual compares the, game, the game's long development time with the events in the 1991 documentary Hearts of Darkness, A Filmmaker's Apocalypse, a film account of what it took to get the 1979 
film Apocalypse Now made. Have you have you guys have you guys um, seen Hearts of Darkness? Mm. Anyone? Mm, uh, you've you've all seen Apocalypse Now. Yes. Okay. Okay. So anyway, Hearts of, it's it's worth it's it's worth watching. It's interesting. Um, uh, it was it was about the making, you know, and all the just the the chaos that happened while they were trying to make the movie. I don't know if you guys know Martin Sheen, who at that time was in his early thirties. I think he had a heart attack like on the second day of shooting. Um, you know, and you had Dennis Hopper there that was so high. He most of the time he couldn't speak his lines, and uh, a lot of it was filmed in the Philippines. And Coppola, the director, had made a, a deal with the Philippine government to rent. Uh, helicopters and, um, you know, military equipment. And the army would just show up, you know, partway through the day and say, no, nah, we need to go, we need to go use this stuff today. Maybe you can have it next week again. And so like they were, he had a hell of a time, you know, getting everything in, in one place and one time and having everybody, you know, sober and um, not to mention, you know, Marlon Brando was like really at the, sort of at the end of his rope at that point, you know, which is like, you know, he would he would show up and, and stay for three or four hours and then fly back to the United States <laughs> saying, I'm not doing this project anymore. And it's like, and, you know, Francis is like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, so anyway, you know, I thought that it was interesting that uh, that Chris would um, would compare himself uh, to Francis Ford Coppola, for one thing, in 1993. Um, you know, it's like, <laughs> bro, delusions much? Um, so anyway, uh, you know, and I did the maths, I did the maths on the, on the man hours. And so a million man hours over four years is 4,807 man hours per week. So that's 120, 40 hour per week people, or 28.61 people working around the clock, 365 days a year, which I think is a little bit closer to, to Chris's style. And that's for stuff, most of which they couldn't use. So, you know, and yeah, it was a single player game too. And it took more than four years to complete. Um, no idea um, uh, how much more uh, than four years, because uh, it's not really clear from the information given. Um, but, you know, for context, Freelancer, when it began development in 1997, was projected to take two and a half years to complete. It actually took six, um, but. Uh, you know, just kind of give you, so maybe at the time, Strike Commander, they had said, yeah, we can do this in 18 months, and it ended up taking them, you know, um, much longer than that uh, to get it done. And so my point here is, is that Chris does not have a good track record as regards his current role in the Star Citizen project. I mean, I'm not saying that he doesn't, you know, have his ideas for how storylines go and, you know, how things should look and all of that. But as far as running the whole thing, he just doesn't have, you know, a lot of positive examples from his past to pull from. Um, and if the that third quote from the agent's post is factual, I can't see how the investors wouldn't want to move him out of the way and have somebody in that place um, why, how they wouldn't want to do like Microsoft did with Digital Anvil. Because I guess they were really, in that circumstance, they were really up against it. They were already 18 months past, um, past their deadline, and they, they didn't have any money because they weren't, it wasn't a crowdfunded thing. They didn't sell anything ahead of time. That was all money they had gotten, they had borrowed to do that game. And, I, and it, 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 it sounds as though they were really 
they were up against it as far as the money went. And so Microsoft's deal was, yeah, we will we'll bring the money, but we need to um, we need to be in charge of how this game gets finished. And it took them, you know, whatever kind of shape the game was in, it took them three more years to get it done and out. And that was with a crap ton less features than were initially promised. So um, I don't know. I, I mean, it's just I don't see him getting any better at managing all these things at once. And I think that we keep seeing evidence for that that's just not happening, you know, and that how it is that we got in this place and why it is that we're even having this conversation is because of you've got um, a management style at the top that is inconsistent with trying to drive a project like this. When he was the only one involved, you know, for the wind, the, the wing commander, games you know much easier because you know he's he's just negotiating with himself he's not you know he might have had a a few people you know working with him but it's not a thing where he's trying to manage people all over the world and you know um, uh, keep everything consistent with what he has going on in his head I mean at some point that like you is you know is this this wacky idea I have is it even possible and I don't know that depends upon the contract that they signed with the Calders. So do the Calders have leverage now or will they gain leverage um, through more missed deadlines in the future that they would be able to say, okay, Chris, your your new role is, um, is you know, original concept and, um, you know, uh, stylistic consultant or something like that. We're going to put Aaron, Aaron has a track record of putting games out. You know, the Lego games, I know it's not analogous, but I, he has a track record of getting things out the door. I don't know if, the, if, that, if, if that would work, um, but um, I think that, um, you know, it, it would be a better chance of getting anything than we have right now, given the way that things have gone for the past eight years. Um, and will it happen? Um, I guess I think I should sort of answer that. If they keep missing deadlines, um, I don't know if what I just suggested, um, will happen should it even be possible. Uh, but at some point, how could something significant not happen? I don't think if they keep missing deadlines, how, how can it go on? I mean, it's, you know, when we were operating under the assumption that they missed deadlines, but that's okay, they're still raising money, so it can go on forever, that's a different consideration than, okay, they've got these people they're into for $60 million, and they have a list of deliverables and a timeline within which they expect to receive those deliverables. Um, that's a much different situation. So, um, you know, I... I I hope that something, the positive change, um, and I understand that that's subjective, the positive change occurs that we do get something. And, um, uh, you know, will we be happy playing a Star Citizen game that Chris's input has been downsized to, um, uh, you know, concept and consultant role? You know, I mean, where he doesn't have the ability to uh, make changes on the fly? I don't know. I don't know. Um, probably more likely that I would be willing to give it another try if um, if I think that something has happened to make things different. Because as it is right now, I just I'm so I'm so pissed off is not the right word. I'm just, I'm I'm disappointed 
You know, it, I'm so disappointed that it's and the association uh, of disappointment to the game itself is strong enough that I I don't want to play it. I mean, I don't I don't I don't want to play it, and I want that to be different. So because I want to play I want to play I want to play a game that is as good as I believe Star Citizen or as I have in the past believed that Star Citizen could be. I want to play that with you guys. Um, and so, uh, that's how I think that, um, uh, is one way that we possibly get there. Um, and so, yeah, that's, um, that is, uh, that's my idea. So, um, you guys have any, um, any thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, sounds like not my idea, but better. You added some stuff there. No. Yeah, I think you need to have some accountability. Remove Chris from the helm. I mean, he brought some good stuff. Like, the early vision was a game that I probably would have liked to have played in 2015. I don't think mm-hmm. I would have liked to play the same game, potentially, at 2020. And nothing mm-hmm. says that you can't expand upon a game once it's released, right? Um, right. I think it needs to happen. So- something needs to right the ship to get something out so it ships, that we have something we can play and move some stuff on. Um, mm-hmm. I think... There's probably some bloat and some spending that's not being used as efficiently. Um, mm-hmm. So if you if you bring that, and I think it's only that way we can get there. But part of me is also fearful because I think there's some things that I wanted originally that would make it that are you know, like more, for instance, like on make make being in the ship more fun. Uh, other mm-hmm. subsystems for other people to do stuff while you're in the ship beyond just turrets. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that right. stuff's going to slip through the cracks. I could really see that kind of stuff. You know, hey, let's get some core stuff done that makes us fun and like, you know, and and it, the the immersion sort of we kind of lose out on that. But yeah. in the end, it, yeah. we could lose out on it completely if, you know, what if all we have right now is the PU? It's all gone. Here you go. Here's the PU. <laughs> in well, its current you know, it's, state. It's, it's, it's funny because, like you said, like I have a Genesis Starliner, and um, one of the the bar of the Genesis Starliner, as you know, presented in the promotional materials, you could make a cocktail called the Harry Roberts, and um, and not H A R R Y. So you know, I agree with you. That's if if someone comes in and um, you know does like they did with um, with uh, Freelancer, yeah. I mean, the Harry Roberts is probably not going to make the cut. That, that would make me sad, but maybe it comes down the road. I don't know, because I, I, but I, I think, I think you're, and I think this is kind of what you were saying too. Is we have to get to, we have to get over a hump, and we have to get a thing out, and we can continue to make it better after the thing is out. But you got to have a game. You've got to have a game out. You can't have, you can't have a you can't live on a tech demo, you know, forever. No, absolutely. I mean, no. yeah. Okay, um, uh, Sorian, what do you, what do you um, uh, tell me? Why? Tell me um, how wrong I am. Uh, I think I, it's probably not a bad idea. Um, I, I would like to think that maybe they could, you know, sort of self-promote. Um, within the studio maybe get someone that's a little bit more competent at the you know at the wheel of that whole ship before it sink uh-huh 
you know, instead of bringing in someone that else. That is the danger, yeah. huh? If if the, if the Calders or their representatives don't like Brian Chambers, then chances are he's not. I mean, I'm not saying that he's the guy, but, you know, or Tony Zervik, you know, if they don't like him, I mean, don't like those guys, then there's a chance, you know, we've all worked in, you know, IT. We know how how the hatchet can come marching in the door one day and all of a sudden, you know, your your team looks real different by the end of the day, you yeah. know? So, uh, um, yeah, I, I think that's definitely a risk. Um, because that is, you know, that is the um, uh, the fourth point that was in the uh, the agent's post is that the um, the one person was, was expressing concern for their job um, because... Uh, he said that, you know, a positive thing, and, and we should definitely point this out, a positive thing about Squadron 40 or about CIG and the Squadron 42 teams are that they really want to keep everybody on board and working. They don't want to lose any of these people and that it seems clear to them that if the Calders come in, um, and again, we're assuming that it's the Calders because... You know, we don't know who all the investors are at this point. You know, it's, again, that's part of that. The, the curse of the silence is that we don't know, but we're just, we know about the Calders, so we'll just use that name. But that this person is saying the Calders couldn't care less, you know. And, you know, and I, I, I get that too. I mean, especially when you're, when you're dealing with money, when, when money is your, um, your involvement in a business, um, you know, I, is it profitable? Get rid of it. You know, it's like, well, you know, he's been here a long time and he's, you know, he's really developed. I get rid of him. You know, I, I, I understand how that happens. Um, uh, it's horrible to be on the receiving end of that. Um, you know, I, I, I assume that it's, you know, it's got to take something out of the, the soul of the person that has to do it. Um, but, um, you know, I don't know. Um, anyway, but yeah, I think um, good on CIG that, they, that they're trying to keep these people employed and keep them a part of the team. Um, but, you know, back to what we've been saying is that if you don't make some sort of a change, then it all goes away and then nobody has a job, you know, or, um, uh, well, I shouldn't say that's probably not fair. I, I don't think the Calders are just going to close up shop and, and try to part out what uh, assets the company has because I don't think that that's really realistic. Um, but um, it could be that they will, um, they will, you know, try to... Um, maybe merge with some other, you know, entity and leverage their skills. They're going to leverage synergies. That's what they'll do. Um, and uh, that anytime that you're anything to do with synergies, you need to run the other way because it, it, it never works out well for you. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, Vendus. Vendus, um, Gleep's an asshole. Elaborate. Um, well, he has ditched me but i guess i've ditched you too so i can't hold you to that so i don't know i don't know if you're an asshole every time i've gone <laughs> or set up something to meet you in person one of us has flaked so ah, you know i know it's <laughs> um i you know i think that 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 you know sort of like gleep is anti-vendus matter you know and like if we ever got together it would it would create a void out you know? <laughs> well if you ask like condi i'll spill beer on you <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh. Yeah, so we would we would like put like a sizable crater in because we are we are both uh, gentlemen of generous carriage. So we would <laughs> likely put uh, quite the uh, the void out in the middle of the valley, and California just doesn't need that right now. <laughs> I yeah. think the real the truth behind it is that you're a muppet. And you don't want us to actually see that you're a muppet 
Oh. I st- oh, yeah. No. <laughs> No, although I'm very excited that I'm getting uh, I'm getting a front and center starring role in the uh, new Warframe um, uh, content. Yes. Huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Can you see M- your your Muppets titular back line on parade? For us. Yeah. 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 Feed me. Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> Should probably cover that. Uh, we will, we will. I mean, it's God. They're they're killing me. They're killing me. You know, it's here. We, here we are, just like beating our heads um, against um, you know firm surfaces, trying to figure out a way to save this uh, project that we don't have the hours and the day to play. <laughs> so, but I, I I think it's worth it. I think it's definitely worth saving, and and I hope that they figure out how to do it. But um, yeah, I don't. I think that it's going to take some uh, some uh, changes at the top. So we we shall see what happens. Um, you guys got anything else? Anything else before we get out of here? I'm hungry. <laughs> okay, I ordered the pizza. It'll be there in a minute. I'm thirsty. Um, okay, well, um, you, you ordered no contact, right? Like you did the leave on my doorstep delivery, right? Uh, not, the, the car ain't even gonna slow down, dude. It's just it's gonna roll past the front of your house and wing. That's wing. Like, I'll, 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 put the, I'll put the pizza nets out. Full contact. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well, Evil Joe, thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, we will get that survival game episode done. We will get there. Things just keep happening. It's 2020. It's one happening year. Salute. Um, but until then, I am still pants on head gleep. He is still Sorian. Other he is still Lord Vendus. And other other he is still evil. He's still Joe. He's still evil Joe. And this has been Citizen Pants. Yes, brought to you by the fine folks over at the Pants Cast family of shows, a wholly owned subsidiary of Gleep's Gaming Network TM, where all our shows have been lying to you since day one. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually that was another lie right there. Uh, and please do be sure to go to gleebsgaming.fun for stuff and links, particularly the one that takes you to the talkie mouth place. In other words, come hang with us on our Discord server where you can let us see your citizen pants. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh... No, 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 no. You have to do the George Takai part. What? Oh, oh yeah! Oh my! I did the Kool Aid guy. After the beating, my heart has took. It should be black and blue, but you just won't admit that we are through. Now you've got me hating things I used to love to do. My citizen pants have a hole in the back where Chris Roberts f***ed me. Jeez. <laughs> wow. Wow. But that's okay because I hear the subscriber flare this month is a Vandul whistle. <laughs> I has FOMO. I want that. That's it. I'm pledging again.